Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers, currently at the African Games in Brazzaville in the Republic of Congo, joined by Solomon Ashams in South Africa and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we continue with our look at this weekend's 2017 Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers. We'll find out more about the African Games and we get some insight into English Premier League club Bournemouth, a side that has three African players, including Max Gradell of Ivory Coast. But it's a real rags to riches story because in 2008, the club had debts of $6 million and was about to be closed down as bankrupt. That's all coming up. Well, I'm in Brazzaville for three weeks in the Republic of Congo for the African Games, formerly known as the All-Africa Games. It's a huge multi-sport event like the African Olympics. Well, I'm by the River Joa, a big powerful river which flows into the mighty Congo River. More on the country on next week's show. And coming up later in today's programme, more on the activities around the African Games. But first, it's a big weekend of 2017 Africa Cup of Nations qualifying, with the second round of group games taking place. Only the group winners qualify, along with the two best runners-up for the finals in Gabon. Well, last week we looked at groups A to F, and this week H up to M. And let's start with Group M, which is a really tough one, with South Africa, Cameroon, the Gambia and Mauritania. Cameroon have three points, South Africa and Gambia are on one, and Mauritania yet to get any points. Mauritania hosts South Africa, and the Gambia hosts Cameroon. A very difficult group, this one, Solomon. Yes, it is going to be a very, very difficult group. No one gave Gambia the chance to come to Durban in South Africa to get that one point, which was really, really crucial. But South Africa is definitely going to fight. The Gambia, we must never write them off. For them to come to South Africa and pick one point, would they be able to get a good result against uh, Cameroon, either home and away, and also a home game against uh, uh, South Africa? That is the big question. So what's your assessment of where the four-time Nations Cup winners Cameroon are right now? They had this big decline, missed out on a couple of uh, Nations Cups, uh, finished bottom of their group at this year's uh, Africa Cup of Nations finals, and they did need a 90th-minute winner against Mauritania for a 1-0 win in their first game in this group. Cameroon football, if you remember very well, right from before the... Uh, World Cup in Brazil last year and even after the World Cup. They, it's been going through a lot of crisis. Uh, some of the veteran players uh, had to leave. Uh, Samuel Eto'o retired. Uh, I feel Cameroon always has a problem uh, within the team. This It's always a team problem. It's not a, a case of the availability of uh, of great players. Some great young players are coming through, but how do you now build a team, uh, you know, and take away the individuality and, and try to galvanize a team together to play? Uh, and, and that's always the big question. And also there's just a lot of interference with uh, by the Football Association of Cameroon uh, when it comes to player selection and interference with the coaching strategies uh, and, and all that. And I think that has been the downfall of Cameroon 
Cameroonian football and how you put the team together and how you allow the coaching staff and the players to have a free hand. That's the big question that Cameroon football would be facing. Well, that's going to be uh, quite a game. Uh, the Gambia hosting Cameroon. And uh, now taking a look at Group H, Ghana and Rwanda both made winning starts. They meet this weekend as Rwanda hosts the Black Stars and Mauritius play Mozambique in the other game. You'd expect this to be a pretty easy group for Ghana. I think Ghana is outrightly going to be the, the, the winner in this group because Ghana has been able to put the disappointment of the World Cup behind them and also put the disappointment of, of losing the Africa Cup of Nations uh, final against Ivory Coast uh, behind them and, and, and continue with you know what they know best you know in trying to rebuild and, and using the best players and they have some of their top players. We have the IU brothers that have moved to Aston Villa and Swansea in the English Premier League respectively. Uh, we have a Samoa Jang who has moved to China and and I feel Ghana is one of the countries that actually knows how to uh, put together a team, uh, even though they go through crisis, but they know how to keep to put together a team just so they would uh, you know, keep uh, playing well and keep getting good results. And in Group K, we have Senegal and Niger on three points. Senegal play away to Namibia, Niger away to Burundi. Should be an easy group for Senegal. And we have to again look at how many players they've got in the English Premier League. They're the best represented African nation in the English top flight, our Senegal. And uh, we still wait for them to show that potential at national team level. Well, Senegal has so much potential in the last three, four years, but they've just been consistently really underachieving. For me, Senegal is the most underachieving in the last uh, six, seven years in Africa. You know, uh, they, they should have uh, really been able to even qualify for the World Cup. They have the players, like you mentioned, in the English Premier League, in the German League, in the uh, Turkish League, in the French League. Uh, some great players uh, scoring goals, uh, prolific week in, week out, performing so well. It's about time that we see Senegal. Senegal really come to the table and really show Africans that they could play football together as a team and win some games and, and really recruit some great fans across the continent. Well, thanks a lot, Solomon. In Group L, there's Zimbabwe and Swaziland on three points. Guinea and Malawi both on none. Zimbabwe won 2-1 away to Malawi and they host Guinea in a big game in Harare. And Malawi, after that bad start, play away to Swaziland who upset Guinea in the first game. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, coming to you from the African Games in Congo. We've been asking for your thoughts on the Nations Cup qualifiers on Facebook and on WhatsApp. And lots of fans in the Gambia say they're looking forward to the home game against Cameroon. Suleiman Sonko says, I hope the Gambia will win against Cameroon and look forward to seeing Modu Baru appearing in front of the home fans for the first time. Ebrima Barrow thinks that for sure Gambia with their new coach and new structure will win. Also optimistic are Mamadou Ba, Ebrima Fabu Jame and Alpha Jallo and Alassana Drame who says we may be the underdogs but on the pitch it's 11 against 11 and we have home support as Scorpions fan clubs are in high gear. And from Malawi, Garnet Blasio says I hope Malawi will win their game against Swaziland. Well, this week you can give us your reaction to the games on Facebook and on WhatsApp. Let us know what you think about the results. You can send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. 
Well, to the English Premier League now, and Ghana captain Andre Dede Ayew really is making a stunning start to life in England as he took the Man of the Match award last weekend as he was instrumental in Swansea coming from a goal down to beat Man United 2-1 at home. Ayew headed in the equaliser and his pass to Bafford Timbi Gomez set up the winner. Also on target in England was Mali's Bakary Sacco, scoring in Crystal Palace's stunning 2-1 win over Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Well, now let's find out more about another English Premier League club that has some star African players. Last week we looked at Swansea, this week Bournemouth, the newly promoted club that assigned Ivory Coast forward Max Gradel and Ghana winger Christian Achu, who's on loan from Chelsea. South Africa striker Tokelo Ranti was with the club as they earned promotion, being used as a substitute in many games, and he's still part of the squad too. Well, Stuart Weir tells us more about Bournemouth, which is not a club from a big city. Bournemouth is what you might call a select seaside resort on the south coast of England. Traditionally, it has been particularly popular with older people, but in recent years, club life has attracted younger visitors as well. It seems to have more hotels than houses and beautiful beaches. And now the peace is in danger of being disturbed by Premier League football. While AFC Bournemouth has existed since 1899, it has never made it to the top tier of English football until this year. In fact, it spent most of its life in the lower divisions, and its main claim to fame was that it was quite often a giant killer in cup competitions, once toppling the mighty Manchester United. But it's a real rags-to-riches story, because in 2008, the club had debts of $6 million and was about to be closed down as bankrupt. And to get from that position to the Premier League in seven years is nothing short of a miracle. The club has progressed from the third tier of English football to the Premier League in just three years. Getting into the Premiership last year was achieved also without any real star players. They have a bright young manager, Eddie Howe, a Bournemouth man through and through. He paid 270 games for the club and was appointed manager in 2008, staying for three years before going off to Burnley for one year and then has been at Bournemouth ever since. Bournemouth's biggest problem as a Premier League club is their stadium. They've played at Dean Court for over 100 years. Uh, Due to a sponsorship deal, it's now called the Vitality Stadium. However, it may have a new name, but it's still the same ground and holds less than 12,000 people. Sadly, the odds are that Bournemouth will only be in the Premier League for one year. But they'll be an incredibly popular team. They're going to play attractive football... In Eddie Howe, they have a manager who has got the best out of the squad he's had available to him. And frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if they surprised a few people and did better this year uh, than a lot of people predict. Thanks a lot, Stuart, for that insight on Bournemouth. The club drew 1-1 with Leicester last weekend. Max Gradel is a regular starter, but there hasn't been game time yet for the other Africans, Christian Achu and Tokelo Ranti. Well, here at the African Games in Brazzaville, we're looking forward to two great weeks of action in football, athletics, swimming and many other sports. But there's a lot that happens around the Games besides the main sporting events. At the last edition of the African Games in Maputo, Mozambique, when it was still known as the All-Africa Games, Danny Rice found out more. Have you ever heard of a soccer clinic? 
No, it's not where you get treated for swallowing a football, or if you have two left feet, or if you need some tablets to help you support your team. A soccer clinic is a football training session, and the one I went to was arranged by a charity called Ambassadors in Sport. They had a two-hour session during an afternoon for 60 school kids aged between 12 and 14. About 20 of them were girls. I was impressed, and one of them had a broken arm. It was held at Maputo Park, one row of kids lined up opposite another. They had to pass to the person opposite through a small gap in the cones. Aim was the name of the game. Then a quick game on the sand with what looked like a narrow gap for goals without a goalie and a packed outfield. They sat back down afterwards, for a rest I expect, but also to listen to the man in charge, Daniel Moyana, Mozambique's director for Ambassadors in Sport. Daniel took a football and put an empty boot behind it. Then he was saying to the boot, go on, kick it, kick the ball. Of course, nothing happened and the kids laughed. Eventually, Daniel put this boot on someone's foot and he did some keep-ups with the ball. Daniel was making the point that without God in our lives, we're like an empty boot, unable to fulfil our potential. With God filling our lives, there's the power to move in the right direction. The aim is that Daniel and his team will meet with this group every week for a two-hour session. The motto of Ambassadors in Sport is bringing hope through football. Here's Daniel to explain how that relates to Mozambique. Here we were gathering with different kids from different backgrounds. As you know, Mozambique is one of the countries that suffered the war of 16 years. That's a civil war. And a lot of the kids have lost their hope. And through our, uh, our time of uh, clinics, we have a time to challenge the kids and show them that there is a hope they can one day realize their dreams in the future not only playing football but again continuing with their education and out of all placing jesus in their life well a clinic whether it's soccer or not is all about health and that approach by daniel and ambassadors in sport sounds pretty healthy to me it also gave me the desire to put my boots back on if i can find them that's Danny Rice at the 2011 All-Africa Games. I'll have much more for you from the 2015 African Games here in Brazzaville on the show next week. But that's it for this week's show. On Facebook and WhatsApp, do give us your reaction to this weekend's Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers. Tell us if you're pleased with the results. Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. The address is at Planet Sport FA. And from next month, the show will be extended to 30 minutes, bringing you much more about African football. From me, Steve Vickers in Brazzaville in Congo on the banks of the Joie River, from Solomon Ashams and from Stuart Weir. Thanks a lot for listening. You can find us online at planetsport.tv. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.